What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Your Boy Roy Show, where around here, we earn our cookie. What is going on, you guys? I am so excited to be back here in my office recording. Um, I haven't recorded a podcast in a couple weeks. Um, Alex has been out. Uh, he has his new baby going to be here any day now. Uh, we are very excited. So today I am solo and I have a very fun story to tell you guys, but more so I want to talk about the fact that it is December 1st. Uh, it's probably not December 1st when you're listening to this, but it's December 1st right now, me recording this podcast, and we are one month away from 2022. And I hope that you feel this and resonate with it, but I just, something about this time of the year, I just reflect on this last year and what I learned and how far we come and taking all the losses I've had and turning them into wins and saying, hey, this is how I, I learned and this is how we grew and this is how it's going to transition to an amazing 2022. And so I'm just on a, on a high today. I'm feeling good. I'm excited about the new year, all the things that we have come into place and not just for my business, but also my personal life. I feel like 2021 for me was just a roller coaster. I felt like since I moved to Colorado, I hit like a rock bottom and it's been going better and better and better and growing and growing and growing. And this year was a real challenge for me with my business because we started implementing a lot of new things. We started to try a lot of new things. Some things worked great, some didn't. I learned from them. And even in my personal life, I, you know, having a fiance now, being a stepdad, how that kind of affected everything and me needing to have more of a personal life. Uh, it's just looking back on it, I've been talking to Tasha about it. It's just, you know, this year has just been hard for me uh, personally and with the business and stuff and growing. And I was actually also talking to a really great friend of mine. Um, I'll just say Miss Miss Adrian too. And we were both just reflecting on this last year and just saying, man, all those hard times, it's just, it's got to make you smile because those hard times, that adversity is what I've been teaching you here in this podcast. Like that is the thing that's showing that we're going down the right path. Having those losses, having those hard times, having those struggles, that friction, that tension is just means we're trying new things. It means we're learning and you just got to smile at it and say, man, that's how we know that next year is going to be so great. Uh, and, you know, I harp a lot on those, those hard times this year, but I feel like there was more good times than, than hard times. So I got to be thankful for that as well. But I just hope that you're resonating. That's where I'm at today. I hope you're resonating with that. It gets you to start thinking about your year and what's going to happen for you next year. At some point, you got to plan the future. Have a one-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year plan so you can reverse engineer and see the direction you're heading. I think that was a big thing for me this year is to really learn the direction of my life and how my business needs to go, the direction it needs to go, the direction for my personal life and how those two things kind of correlate together, which is probably my biggest win uh, this year. But anyways... The story I want to tell you guys today, which I've been waiting a long time to tell you, um, is a story back when I was 13 and also 15. And I think this is probably one of my biggest defining moments um, that I worked towards 
uh, getting and achieving. But this, this thing I'm going to talk to you about, I feel shaped my future, who I am, how I respond to things and why I am the way I am, which I think is pretty messed up. I feel like I'm just like messed up in the head <laughs> a lot of the times. Like, no, like, I don't know. I just enjoy working all the time and uh, the things I do and working out and like doing a workout full filled with pain and suffering and wanting to throw up. It just gets me going. I don't know. I don't feel like most people are like that. I just love the grind, but I think it comes back to this moment. And if you go back and listen to the first seven to nine episodes, I kind of hinted at all these defining moments that helped create who I am. And I felt like there was a lot of defining moments that built up to this defining moment, you know, where you work really hard for something and then you achieve it. And I feel like this is one of those moments. It wasn't a hard time. It was a good time. And it's when I became a black belt and a secondary black belt. So if you don't know, I did Tang Sudo um, and I am a second degree black belt. And it's what I did from when I was nine all the way to when I was 18, 19 years old. I did jujitsu. I wrestled. Fighting was a huge part of my life uh, before I moved to Colorado and committed to rough 100%. And the reason why I bring this up is... And I feel like the martial arts studio I went to was really unique because it was hardcore. And I have the appreciation to know that the generations that came before me were more so hardcore and even more so the generation before that. I look at a lot of martial arts studios now and there's far and few in between um, that teach the way that it needs to be taught. Even the martial arts studio I go to, like if I went back to my old martial arts studio, still a great program, I have nothing bad to say, but it's just like, you can see how much softer it is. And it's just our generation, right? It's the generation we're in nowadays. Like people are just so soft about things and participation trophies. And I don't wanna, you don't hurt my kid. Like when I was doing martial arts, if you didn't leave Friday night with a black eye or a bloody nose, it wasn't a good fight night. Like that's just the truth. And I don't think that's just the mentality nowadays. I used to, our instructor had a bamboo sword and used to beat us with it on a regular basis when we weren't paying attention, when we weren't performing well. Like we used to get beat with a bamboo stick and you just don't see that nowadays. We talk about me being like mentally crazy. I really feel that way. When I was a kid, I remember we used to have these cinder blocks and we used to just punch them in class because you want to punch with your first two knuckles with a straight line and we got to toughen up those first two knuckles for fighting. And we used to get a kick out of punching those bricks until they would break and they never broke. And it would always leave us with like blisters and our knuckles were bleeding. And all of us were like, yeah, like that was just so like, that was the fun I had as a kid was punching bricks until my knuckles were bleeding. And so, you know, that's just like, it was my life growing up. I just fought. I got bloody noses. I got black eyes. I did punched bricks till my knuckles were bleeding. Like that was just my life. And I loved it. I love the push. I love the challenge of things. And uh, the reason why I say that it was hardcore and harder because of the black belt test. And I want to talk to you specifically about that today. And I think going through that black belt test set me up to realize that if I can get through this, I can get through anything. Um, and so I'll kind of tell you how the test is laid out, what I went through, and then give you the metaphor to your life. So listen to the end if you can. So the black belt test, I'm going to specifically talk about the second degree black belt test. I had to fast for 36 hours. So 36 hours 
I was only allowed to drink water. Um, no Gatorade, no food, no snacks, nothing. And I think just that in itself is a mental barrier for a lot of people. Like to not be able to eat, to deplete yourself, like that was hard. Um, and I was 15, 16 years old at the time. Um, the first time I did the test, I was 13 when I got my first degree, but I was 16-ish around this time. I had to fast for 36 hours. And there was a special class I had to do the night before my test. So let's say my test was Saturday morning. It was Friday night. And at this point, I'd already been fasting for upwards to 24 hours. And so I'm hungry. I'm already tired. And I go through this class. Um, and this one was just me and the instructor. And he has you going through like your forms. He has you doing like workouts, like all this crazy stuff. And it feels like it's so intense. It legitimately feels like you're in there for an hour. And I can promise you this class was no more than 15, 20 minutes. And it is just the most brutal thing you'll ever go to. So I just remember this is the memory I have of doing my form. So like we have these forms laid out, like it was low block, punch, low block, punch. And you'd go through this routine and he would tell me, go faster. And he says, that's not fast enough. Give me 10 push-ups. So I get on my knuckles. I start doing push-ups and he beats me with the stick. Fucking hurts. I get up and I'm going fast. He's like, go faster. Not fast enough. Give me 10 more push-ups. Wow. Beats me with a stick. And I'm just trying to hold back the tears, right? So I get up and I'm going as fast as I can. And this is what he says. He says, do better form, better technique, not good enough. 10 push-ups. hits me with the stick. So I get up, I do better technique. He's not, not fast enough. So he's almost putting me in a situation where either I'm going faster and my technique's not good enough or I'm better technique and my, I'm not going fast enough for him, right? And he's just like mentally fucking me, to be honest. And like, I'm just getting beat with a stick. There's nothing that's good enough. And it's just, the whole point of this test is just like this mental aspect of like, he's going to do everything in his mind to break you. And at this point, I still haven't eaten all day, right? So I'm going through these forms. I remember he had me, because I had the ability, he had me doing like my flips and my forms and my one, like he had me exercising. Like he had me jumping over the wall and, and doing push-ups and squats and like, my form was never good enough. I was getting the shit beat out of me with the stick. I had to do more exercises because it wasn't good enough. And just, just 15 minutes of just mental fuckery, to be honest. And like, you just come out of this class bruised, beat up, contemplating your life. Like, why am I even doing this? And this was after, let me explain, 24 hours of not eating. I got to the martial arts studio at 3 p.m. that day, taught class from four to eight, and then took my class, my class that I had to take from eight to nine. And now I'm doing this class from 9.30 to 9.45, 10 o'clock is when we leave. We leave at 10 p.m. And I have to be back at the studio at two o'clock in the morning. So I don't get home till 10.30. I'm trying to fall asleep. And I have to wake up at 1.30 in the morning to be back at the studio for 2 a.m., and we got to be there early because 15 minutes early is on time. You don't want to keep the instructor waiting. I get to the martial arts studio at 2 a.m. Tired, haven't eaten for now 36 hours, probably somewhere close to there. And I have to meditate from 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. 
That's not a typo. I have to sit down on my knees or crisscross applesauce for six hours with nothing but me and my own thoughts. And if I fall asleep, I fail. And the class I did the night before, the fasting for 36 hours, and all the work I put in to get ready for this test is for nothing. Don't fall asleep. Complete silence. Lights are out. Could you imagine how tired I was? How hungry? How beat up? And it's six hours. No talking. No, I've got to go to the bathroom real quick. It's six hours of you, silence, your own thoughts. And let's be honest, a little bit of God in there to get me through it. Six hours. And so we get through the six hours and people start showing up and my test is for nine. So I got about an hour in between and people start showing up and they're showing up popcorn and donuts and McDonald's and it looks great and I still can't eat. And we start the test. And uh, the majority of the test is in Korean. Um, the instructor will talk in English, but all the things that I need to do will be in Korean. So like, <laughs> you guys probably didn't know this, but I can speak parts of Korean or understand words, I guess. So like, um, on means low. Uh, so like there's low block and everything's in Korean and you're expected to know this and immediately react to what he says. So whether he says in Korean a form, I need to immediately do that form. If he says a block, I need to immediately do those blocks. If, he's, if we're doing one steps, I need to know the one steps based on the number that he calls out. Like all this stuff I have to recall and remember. Um, and we go through all the forms, all the one steps, all the blocks, make sure I know all my techniques. Then he has me do my tumbling and my flipping, make sure because I can do that and it's all a test. And so I get through all that and that's just exhausting stuff. Like I'm just exhausted at this point. Most people are. And again, the whole point of this test is the, the mental side of it more than anything. Not just that you know your stuff, but you're never going to quit. You're never going to give up. And you get through all these forms and stuff and it's just taxing on your body. And then it's time to spar. It's time to fight. And so the instructor puts uh, three people that are at my skill level or maybe even a little better given the fact that I haven't eaten in 36 hours and I'm tired as all hell in front of him. So he's like sitting at his table and the three people are in front of him and he chooses one of them to fight me. And you're trying to put on a skeptical, right? Like you're doing this test and you need to like, I need to beat the crap out of this kid because I'm, I'm doing the test and I need to win, right? So you're like giving it your all. You're giving your all, you're fighting, you're just tired and you're, you're hanging with the kid and you guys are at equal skill level. He's obviously <laughs> well-rested, you know, he's feeling good. And it's just like, you're, you're giving everything you got to stay toe-to-toe -to -toe with this kid improve yourself and all of a sudden out of nowhere there's a second kid coming in hits me in the back of the head boom it's two on one i'm like shit like i just i was doing everything i had everything left in me to give to just stay toe-to-toe -to -toe with one of them and now there's two of them and you know they knock you to the ground and they're like punching you while you're on the ground you're like having to get up you're trying to roll out of it and stuff and they break the fight then you go back to it and you go back to it and you're just like you're just in survival mode at this point. It's just like showing like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to go toe to toe. I'm going to try to do what I can. And before you know it, a third guy hits me in the head. Now it's three on one. And basically it's like, turns into this, like, if you even give an inch, you're stuck in the corner in the fetal position, getting the shit beat out of you for like, what feels like forever, but it's probably only like five, 10 seconds before they break the fight, you stand back up and they tell you to go again. Like it gets to a point where 
the strategy here is for me to try to work around the ring to get them in a straight line so I can have one person in front of me and the two other guys are kind of behind him. So I can try to take out this one person in front of me as best as I can and then move and try to keep just one person in front of me. But y'all at this point, like, it's just like showing that you can take a fucking punch, get a black eye, get a bloody nose and still get back up and fight some more. And I've talked about this in one of my, I think the second episode I've ever done. Like I don't have another option. It's either get up and keep going forward or I'm going to get the shit beat out of me. I remember the time where I was at fight night one night and I used to lay down before I was a black belt and I used to cry because I was losing a fight and I was getting the beat crap out of me, the shit beat out of me. And the instructor would come over and beat me with a stick. And it's like, you don't have, and that's life. Like you don't have an option. It's three against one. This is the situation you're in. And if you just choose to lay on the floor and do nothing, like you're going to fail this test. You're going to get the shit beat out of you 10 times more unless you just choose to fight back. And it's like, the hardest thing ever because you're going to lose. It's just like the class the night before I did. Like there is no winning. You're going to get your ass beat, but you're going to show up. You're going to fight back and you're going to give it what you can. And so probably after like 10 to 15 minutes of fighting, getting the shit beat out of me, take off our pads and now I need to do breaks. So of course, this is another spectacle, right? I need to be able to break the bricks. I need to be able to do the punch through the bricks, the chop through the bricks. I need to be able to kick the board. I need to be able to break all the boards and they're expected of me to break all these boards, which I did. And then the test is finally over. And it's just like, what the hell did I just go through? All for a second degree black belt, you know? And I don't feel like Again, I don't feel like most martial arts studios are like that anymore. But how this metaphor works and into your life is what that taught me is that there's value in earning stuff and not giving up. And that going through those hard times shaped me to who I am. It shaped me to realize that going through the hard moments with my business and in my relationship to smile like this is the hard part like going through that class the night before getting three people on one and the shit be out of me like that was what was needed for me to earn the second degree black belt me going through the hard times in 2021 whether it was personal or business or whatever spiritual you name it financial those hard times are going to build me to be the person i need to be in 2022 and what i end up earning and my prize and, and I'm so grateful to have gone through that when I was a kid to learn that lesson. That if there's not a hard time, if there's not struggle, then what are you even earning? It's not even worth it. Heck, I could have gone and bought a second degree black belt off of Amazon. But what does that even mean? Going through that test is what brought the value. The pain and suffering is what brought the value to that secondary black belt and has so much more meaning. And how many of you guys are just, and this is the whole point of this podcast, how many of you are just avoiding those hard times? How many of you are trying to live for comfort? This is what's messed up in my brain is how much I enjoy going work out and the pain and almost throwing up and the soreness and all that stuff. Like that's like, it's the, like you have to at some point embrace it. Like if you're starting your own business, at some point you have to embrace the, this sucks. And it's going to be hard. If you're trying to lose weight, at some point, you're going to have to just embrace and learn to enjoy going to the gym and being sore and, and pushing yourself. You have to rewire your brain 
to where it's kind of actually kind of fucked up. Because in the world we live in, you can just go have weight loss surgery. In the world we live in, you can just go buy a second degree black belt on Amazon. In the world we live in, you don't have to wait a week for your favorite show to come back on. You can just binge watch the entire season on Netflix in one night. In the world we live in, you don't have to go out and hunt and gather for your food. You can just go to Walmart and buy as many cookies as you want. We're instant gratification, but once you keep having that instant gratification, then really are you even enjoying it at that point? Are you really earning anything? Are you really even happy? The rewiring of your brain is to put yourself in shitty situations to get something good out of it. Like I have to physically put myself in the gym and push myself to a point of like, this sucks to get the reward of losing the weight or building the muscle or earning the cookie. I need to go through the, the 36 hours of fasting and the three-on-one fighting and the, the terrible freaking black belt test to earn the black belt. And we just don't have that in our society today. You go to a job that hopefully you love, but you probably don't like that much and isn't very fulfilling to make money that you just spend on stuff that you like aren't even earning because you could just get everything. Everything's about convenience nowadays. The metaphor for this, this podcast and that test and what I've been through and how I built this business and how, why I know that Tasha's the one and we're going to get married and we're going to always make this work is because I'm willing to put myself in the shitty situations. I'm willing to put myself in the situations that suck and are uncomfortable and I don't like them because I know the reward at the end. And some of you guys are, again, looking for the convenience. I always relate this to weight loss. Some of you are just looking for the fat burner, the fad diet, the wrap, whatever it is to lose the weight faster. Instead of just sucking it up and putting yourself in a shitty situation and saying, man, I'm going to just have to go to the gym. There's no way around it. I'm going to have to be sore. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm going to have to sweat. And yeah, it's not always fun. But we live in this world where it's just instant gratification all the time. And at that point, it's not even gratifying. It's just instant. It's just instant. And you're getting instant so much so often that it's like, I remember because I'm just old enough to remember when we used to have to wait all week. Like it was Wednesday nights when Grey's Anatomy came on. And if you missed it, oh, you had to wait for the, the next season, right? It was just starting to get to a point where you could record it and you had to wait to the next day to watch it. I remember that. And like how awesome it was to just get with the family on Wednesday night and it was just set there to say, hey, we're going to watch this. You waited all week for it. And that gratification of finally sitting there with the family and watching the show. We don't have that anymore. It's quote unquote, instant gratification. You can just watch whatever TV show you want and binge watch the whole thing. It's not even gratifying because I don't even remember what shows I've watched anymore. Like it's all just a blur to me now. It was not impactful at all. It's not gratifying. It's just instant. Are you getting that right now? Like, are you understanding that the, that instant gratification isn't really gratification anymore? That if you were able to lose the weight tomorrow in the blink of an eye, you probably really wouldn't appreciate it. If you were able to build the business tomorrow without any struggle, you probably wouldn't appreciate it. You have to be able to put yourself in the shitty situations that are going to force you to grow. And that's what it takes. And that's why I share my stories with you because I'm trying to figure out why the crap do I go through some of the stuff that I go through to build the things that I build and have the life that I have. But I think back to that moment that really, I talked in the beginning of this podcast about the roller coaster I went through in 2021, but 
really none of it was harder than what I had to go through for that black belt test. Cause that sucked. At least I'm getting some rewards out of it. Like I just remember that night where I was doing my forms and it didn't matter how fast I was going or how good my technique was. It was never good enough. And I was getting punished for it. I was getting beat with a stick. At least now I can put myself in a shitty situation, figure it out and get a reward out of it. You know? So you guys, I just really need you to just, just embrace that. If there's anything that I can teach you in this podcast, it's just to embrace the suck, embrace the storm, embrace the pain, smile through it. Like the pain, the hard times, it's not a loss. It's a learning moment that you got to take it as that and move forward from it. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that makes sense. Uh, I hope you got something out of this podcast. And as always, our housekeeping is just share this episode. I just want nothing more than just to impact your life in a positive way. So um, I appreciate you guys. Keep crushing it. Keep earning your cookies. Keep putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to grow. That's what I want for you. So thank you guys. I love you. Hey friends, thanks for listening to another amazing episode. If you got something valuable from this episode, which I know you did, Do us a favor and keep spreading the Live Rough movement and share this episode. It means more to us than you'll ever know. And remember, we don't pray for an easy life. We earn a rough one. Y'all keep earning those cookies and I'll see y'all next time.